1: You're listening to the Locks on Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locks on Podcast Network. Your team, every day you're listening to who? was wonderful. And might I add, handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer, Miller Thomas. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got an interesting, or a, a switch up today, I should say. I'm actually going to be a guest on someone else's show. I'm hopping on Locked On MOB Podcast, the daily MOB podcast here at the Locked On Network. I'm hopping on with my buddy paul sullivan but we just call him sully because that's the way he wants to be called so i'll be hopping on that podcast today but first if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44 your company should be sponsoring this podcast locked on diamondbacks to listen to by 90 men and 80 percent between the ages of 18 and 44 so if you want men in that age range this is your spot plus our rates are the most reasonable round email me at locked on at gmail.com to find out more and don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, at LockedOnDiamondbacks on Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle, of course. Now, here is that conversation
0: between Sully and I. Today's episode as we're inching closer and closer to Thanksgiving. I'm going to give thanks to the Diamondbacks and specifically to my guest, millard thomas the host of locked on diamondbacks you can follow this show on the free and easy to use himalaya podcasting app you can also go wherever you can find your podcast and you're staying at home and please stay at home because we want to beat this thing wear a mask and almost as important tell your smart device to play podcast locked on mlb or check out some of the other great shows of the lockdown podcast network including lockdown fantasy baseball with scott Cullen. and hey Locked on Diamondbacks with Shane, with Millard Shane <laughs> Thomas. <Sorry. laughs> yeah. I'm all over it, man. Hey, They're follow good. us on Twitter at Locked MLB Pod, and you could follow me. I'm your pal Sully on Twitter at Sully Baseball, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. You already heard him chuckle a little bit right there. It's Millard Thomas. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks. I've uh,
1: never been on the show before, first time, so excited. I know we did like a Jeopardy thing.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, you were yeah. on the game show. You, yeah. I had you on for one of the quiz shows, but I haven't yeah. had you on one-on-one yet, so yeah, um, trying to get everyone, trying to get all the teams represented so I don't have the people say, you talk too much about the Red Sox. I, you know, I avoided the Red Sox for two months. I did one show, and I was like, all you do is talk about the Red Sox. <laughs> so. Oh, By the way, I was, I was hinting on this off-air. Off mm-hmm. You know the reason why I use my full name, Paul Francis Sullivan, and then say, "Please call me Sully." That 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 actually, there is a method to the madness. To, did I ever tell you the reason why mm-hmm. I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, when I started blogging, way back when, back when you were about two and I was <laughs> okay. in my thirties, and um, I was I blogged and i start getting these very strange comments Mm -hmm. saying things like well it looks like you changed your mind fast or well you read you write one thing here and another thing in the newspaper what's the matter with you and i was just going by paul sullivan um and i found out that there was one of the head sports writers at the chicago tribune is named paul sullivan Mm. and there was a couple of times i wrote something about the white Sox or the cubs that was 180 degrees from what he wrote in the Chicago Tribune. And I realized I have to differentiate myself between him. I've mm. actually reached out to him, trying to get him to be a guest on the podcast so we can have a Paul Sullivan summit. But uh, he he called dibs on the name, so I decided to go by my full name, which I think sounds very pompous. Paul Francis (laughs) Sullivan, I could have gone by Paulie Sullivan, but then I sound like I'm in Goodfellas, and so I use my full name, Paul Francis Sullivan, which sounds pompous, so I diffuse it immediately by saying, please call me Sully, as if to say, that's my full name, you don't have to call me that, Sully, so that is the origin of why I specifically say it in that order, was to avoid getting hate mail that should be directed to the Chicago Tribune.
1: I was gonna say you're basically your blog was like a burner account for the chicago tribune huh
0: pretty much yeah yeah it was like it was it was like the uh uh the phones they used in the wire or better call saul they just they snap them and they throw them in the garbage by the way i am so behind in better call saul so please everyone no spoilers for one of the just be, what's become one of my favorite shows ever. Mm. This is not Locked On Better Call Saul. Yeah. No, this is Locked On MLB. And there are 30 teams in baseball, and the Diamondbacks are one of them. Are they the best? Are they? <laughs> I am about to say. <laughs> uh, through that, I, asked, I, I it's, not the, it's not for me to decide on that. In fact, when I was doing my homework for this podcast, before I brought mm-hmm. you on here, I kind of constantly had to remind myself who was still on the team mm-hmm. because the D-backs made a flurry of trades, you know, down the stretch. And I like, wait, Robbie, right? Like, no, no, he's gone. Or, well, they yeah. had Starling. Mon- no, no, he's like, so well, why don't I ask you mm-hmm. the, the D-backs it's tough. You got to take everything with a grain of salt in a, in a 60 game stop and start the spring training season. But there was a lot of salt that was taken in the desert uh, as the, Diamondbacks finished 25 and 35 and in a postseason where more than half the teams were given a spot the Diamondbacks didn't close didn't come close to being asked to sit at the table so no um thoughts on the team that going into 2020 there was some excitement about
1: yeah I mean on my pod all offseason leading up to the 2020 season I was all in on the Dimebacks. I didn't think they were going to win the World Series or anything, but I thought they definitely deserved a seat at the table, like you mentioned. I had them pegged for at least a wild-card spot. I mean, in the previous year in 2019, they were an 85-win team, Ketel Marte on the rise. He finished fourth in MVP voting in 2019, Espar coming off for career year. Then you look at the moves that they made in free agency and in the offseason, they went out, they acquired Starling Marte. They got Madison Bumgarner from their division rival, the San Francisco Giants. And... I was all in on the D-backs. I thought they were gonna be back in the postseason after a couple of years. I thought they were gonna actually make some noise and have at least a pretty exciting season and only the the condensed schedule that we had, but it didn't come into fruition. A lot of these guys that had, you know, breakout seasons in 2019 completely regressed in 2020, and they just fell off the table. Eduardo Espar looked like a shell of himself in 2020. Ketel Martesar's numbers fall off considerably. And Madison Bumgarner, that was one of the worst offseason signings of MLB. So it didn't work out for the team in terms of moves, but we did have one. Silver lining, and that is Zach Gallen. He was a stud this season, Cy Young Candidate, and he's pretty much the bright spot for the D backs right now. Maybe Ketel Marte too, because we've seen his potential. We saw a ceiling in 2019, but overall, just a super disappointing season for the backs. And by, by the last two weeks of the season, like I was just totally not invested at all. I mean, he really broke
0: my spirit by
1: the last two weeks
0: of the MLB season. I think for people who are casual fans, of the NL West, I'm out here in in LA County, so I see a lot of West teams. They, they may have forgotten that going into this year, the Diamondbacks, even though they made a bunch of cost-cutting, trading away stars and letting stars walk moves, went into 2020 with three consecutive winning seasons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They were they were a 90-some odd win team that won the wild card game in was a 2017 Mm -hmm. uh they contended in uh they 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 put together a contending team in 2019 they contended for a wild card spot until late in the season and and the year in between that with where they wound up saying goodbye to several of their stars but they still put they still won more than they lost so uh, you're right that going into 2020 with three consecutive winning seasons a knowledge that the pitching staff was already pretty good, and inserting Madison, Bum, a thirty-year-old Madison Bumgarner, who's probably itching to contend again, um, the, it, there was reason to be uh, excited about this. I thought they were going to be a contending team. I, I again, I, I think they were certainly going to be a wild card team. Obviously, any division that has Los Angeles in it is going to be tough to win that division. But when I saw how the 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 playoffs were set up after the the covid delay of spring training uh absolutely i thought the diamondbacks way before i thought the team like the you know the marlins or the reds were going to be you know having their tickets punched
1: yeah, maybe part of that, just the 60 game season, maybe the Dimebacks, you know, if we had a 160 game season, could have came back and made some noise. I mean, if we did the season last year in 2019, just 60 games, the Nationals would have even been in the playoffs. So right. things can change. I mean, baseball is just so ridiculously log in the season 162 games and just so much so so much so many different things can happen so maybe there's a scenario where the Dimebacks wake up and they're this uh, sleeping giant in the second half of the season it's pretty hard to say that now considering what we just watched all 2020 but you never know and maybe the D-backs could have pulled it out and made a late run to the postseason but they probably would have just finished right around 500 and just uh, got your hopes up and then missed the playoffs in the end.
0: Well, I mean, the thing that Dusty Baker said when he was he, – he said that he always felt like uh, he needed 60 games to get warmed up mm-hmm. when he played on all those great Dodgers and Braves teams over the years. You know, that you take a look at any season at around Memorial Day is usually what I consider the first checkpoint. I like to break the season into thirds. You have from the beginning of the season to Memorial Day is the first checkpoint second checkpoint is Memorial Day to the trade deadline at the end of July and then you have the stretch run. Well, you that's two-thirds of the seasons. So you only made it to the first checkpoint yeah and usually the first checkpoint is when you know you, there are plenty of pitchers who had a rotten first nine starts. you know that, like that Bumgarner had a really rotten first nine starts oh. for the for Arizona. <laughs> And if he wound up making 30 starts, I mean, and then he was pretty good. I mean, there's all sorts of of situations where teams can turn it around. And you go look up and down the, the team and you just see, I mean, Luke Weaver isn't a one in nine pitcher with a 6.580 ERA. You know, you look at some of his... He struck out 55 in 52 innings. He only walked 18. There are peripheral stats of him that are like, okay, in those 12 games he pitched, well, the, the ball didn't drop. There. I mean, he didn't pitch that great, but there was some reason to be confident that things could have turned around. There just wasn't enough time to turn things around. Mm-hmm. So I, I absolutely think that given a full season and the fact that Lavolo is one of the more talented managers in the game and, and the front office seems to have a, you know, they they were able to pull off some like the deals for Goldschmidt and for Greinke did not appear to be whiffs. Um, You know, I, I had, I have faith that, and and they would have had Ray for the whole season. They would have had Marte for the whole season, you know? So, you know, I I don't know. I, I don't think there's reason to panic, even though they had one of the worst 60 games in baseball. Uh, be thankful you picked up some minor leaguers on a high draft pick and still have a lot of the talent in place.
1: All right, all right, all right. Sully and I will continue that conversation, but first... All right, all right, all right. Here is the rest of the conversation between Sully and I. Yeah, do you ever envision baseball ever shortening their season? Because a lot of pushback is on what you're just saying. You hear guys like Tim Kirchner saying you need the 162 games to actually figure out which teams are real, which teams are actually contenders, which teams are the pretenders. Do you ever think baseball will actually cut down the season? I know they don't want to lose that revenue, especially after a pandemic, so they probably won't do it anytime soon. But could you ever see it in the, in the future, maybe five years down the line?
0: it's funny you're previewing what my podcast is going to be tomorrow Mm. actually, which I've tentatively called, uh, blowing up baseball. (laughs) Um, I have, uh, several theories of what baseball should do if, and it's on several caveats. I guess I might do a preview for that podcast, but I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go everything. If you want to hear all my thoughts on (laughs) it, keep listening this week. Mm -hmm. But, um, the, my thoughts of some of the major changes of baseball are contingent on the plan if if baseball does indeed keep the extended playoffs, mm-hmm. keep having the 16 teams make the postseason and the first wild card round take place. Um, I think, I always like the fact that very few teams made the postseason, rel- or relatively few teams made the postseason, because the postseason can be a bit of a coin toss this year, notwithstanding where the best team of the AL play the best team of the NL. That's, that doesn't always happen. In fact, it's kind of rare when it happens. Mm-hmm. And if baseball is going to have that coin toss, then there are two things that, in my mind, even it out. You don't have as many teams admitted, and the 162-game gauntlet weeds out all the teams. You've you've seen a sample size to see what the quality of your team is. Um, the one preview I'll say for the upcoming show is if baseball is going to extend the playoffs, they have to reduce the number of regular season games drastically. Mm-hmm and not five, 10 games, I'm talking 20, 30 games. Mm -hmm. Because if you're gonna have it be a crapshoot where a Brewers or an Astros team that are thoroughly mediocre could potentially unseat a quality team, like the Astros unseated a quality Twins team this year. Mm -hmm. And the, the Astros were nowhere near the quality of the Minnesota Twins over 60 games, but mm-hmm. over two games they were. Um, that's only remotely fair in the short schedule, and not in 162 games. Uh, so, with that in mind, that's a preview of some of the stuff I'm going to be talking about when we bring up Locked On MLB's tomorrow show. But that's not today's show. So, what I got to yeah. say for those of you <laughs> who want to listen to tomorrow, I think you got to sit back, you got to relax. But I think you, got, you get yourself energized for that show where I'm talking about how to blow up baseball. 2020 was mm-hmm. a mess. Yes. Uh, th- that is an evergreen statement. <laughs> Not just for the Diamondbacks. But the going into 2021, they have a couple of pieces still in place. Hopefully a bounce back season for Madison Bumgarner. And then you have the likes of the Christian Robinsons and the Corbin Martins of the world, who do you look at as the positive future for Arizona in the immediate few years? In the farm system? Yeah, in the farm system, or who's already been called up at this point?
1: Oh, well, the immediate future, I guess, for guys who have already been called up, we've touched on Zach Allen already. He's still pretty mm-hmm. young. But I guess also Luke Weavery we talked about because they acquired him in that Paul Goldschmidt trade. So he's still a pretty young guy. I think he's only around 25 years old. So they need him to bounce back. And then the other guy that they got in that package deal, Carson Kelly. He had a pretty down season in 2020. After 2019, having some solid numbers, he had 18 home runs in 2019. So showed a lot of pop. He showed a lot of promise. And we want to see that again in 2020 because he had a pretty down season this past year. And then also one of our top prospects, Dalton Varsho, he made it to the big league level this year. He's like 24 years old. He's mainly a catcher too. So he'll probably have to platoon with Carson Kelly. But we had him out there in the center field position a little bit at the end of the year, just trying him out out there. And he didn't do too bad. So the D-backs need a center fielder. So maybe they'll put him out there some more. But as you mentioned, they got Christian Robinson. I think on MLB.com, he's like number 39. They have Alec Thomas. He's like 45 MLB.com's top 100 prospect rankings and like all of baseball so they have a pretty good farm system they have a top 10 farm system in baseball they have some guys especially in the outfield that could probably come up and help them because they need a center fielder right now that's one of the biggest weaknesses that they have they have to go out there and in free agency or in the trade market fill that hole and then who knows maybe they want to trade a david peralta maybe they want to trade a cole calhoun those are probably some of their better trade candidates and they're a little bit older they're above 30 they're in their mid 30s probably early 30s so you never know d-backs might want to get a little bit younger and a little bit cheaper and go to that farm system and see what they got in a christian robinson or a alec thomas That's it for this edition of the Lockdown D-backs podcast. Come back tomorrow because it's your team every day. I'll have more of that conversation between Sully and I. Drop part two. And you never know what we might talk about on tomorrow's pod. Might be some breaking news. So stay tuned with us because it's your team every day. If I didn't already say that. I'll be taking off Thursday and Friday to celebrate Thanksgiving with my family. So there'll be no new pods those days. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces.